Hello, friends. It's Hi. Us again. <laughs> it's been a while. It has been a while. So it's Caitlin and Shanika from Get Checkered. Um, Get Checkered is part of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown and community supported. It has been like, what, almost three months without us being in yes. anyone's ears? Oops. <laughs> Which I was just telling Caitlin before we came on. Um, even though it's been three months, which we did last year too, we took like a bit of a break. We did come with like one or two episodes early to talk about like drive to survive and other things, but this year we just needed a break, honey. Um, we still have people like new listeners and other people just listening to the podcast for the last few months. Um, so thanks for the new people that found us <laughs> and, uh, for the people that have stuck around and have been waiting for us to come back. Well, we're back. We back baby. Yeah. Yeah. We got lots to talk about. I mean, we only have like an hour for this pod. Yeah. <laughs> we have so much to talk about. Okay. So even though we're recording this virtually, Caitlin and I are actually in the same city. So Caitlin, want to give some life updates on your end? Yeah. So I moved back to Calgary. So Shani and I are actually living in the same place again. And <laughs> hopefully we're going to be back to recording together. <laughs> things just crept up so fast um it is what it is for this episode um yeah so um back in Calgary trying to set up a whole apartment my bank account hates me (laughs) oh I don't doubt that um and yeah it's been fun I've already done a trip back to Vancouver um I went last weekend Toby girl's birthday um and yeah no it's I like it here. I like seeing the sun again. <laughs> I'm getting back into a routine, like doing my yeah. work job um, in office three days a week. And then I have my nice little home setup because I work from home two days a week now. Um, it's kind of fun. Like the team I'm on, we're doing work with like some energy transition ideas, um, yeah. like definitely discussions with hydrogen blending there's discussions with CC West like and those are industry-wide so I'm kind of getting exposure to those which is really nice and at least ties into my degree <laughs> <laughs> how has the transition been from like going from literal full-time student to like full-time working I know it feels like a fever dream that was school yeah. it's so weird because I just like it's it's so natural to get back into this which is kind of I don't enjoy saying that (laughs) (laughs) especially going into the office because I hadn't been in the office since 2020 I'm like oh it feels so so normal just doing the escalators doing the elevators like it was yesterday it's so weird (laughs) yep the kitties are back with me they are okay with the place I'm in now there's no stairs for them to go crazy on um so I know they miss that it's not a forever place I'm renting so it is what it is they can yeah. they can live with it this <laughs> they're is not also... paying rent <laughs> yeah they aren't contributing to your household really <laughs> that way um this is also your first time though I think right like kind of not living downtown I know yeah I'm I moved downtown. away from Beltline branched out trying Kensington <laughs> well how's that been it's nice home. actually yeah. it's um it's easy to get to like everyone I need to get to in the north yeah um, and yeah I don't know like I'm really close to a train station which has made me very lazy I could walk to work easy half an hour walk I used to do that and now I'm like the train's right there Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I need to I need to get back into like fitness side of things I went skiing yesterday it's oh probably my God, fitness for like a month a were week <laughs> at Lake Louise or where, where'd you yeah, go we were at Louise the freaking weather looked stunning like for oh, everyone yeah yeah I had a few friends at Lake Louise actually Adam was also at Lake Louise um and yeah everyone was just sending photos to me as I was like at home in front of my computer for like 12 hours um but the weather was great yesterday y'all and mm-hmm. Everyone was leaning into that apres ski very hard in the yeah. Uh, they had a DJ booth going on already. And there I was you like, are you skiing right now? <laughs> okay, not no. Um, yeah, no, it's fun getting back. I don't think just like being an Albertan again. 
Yeah. Oh, that's so yeah. good. So yeah, that's me. That's my life updates. I've done school. I've passed you guys. That's what matters. <laughs> um, but Shani, I think you have some pretty big life updates too. I know. It's so funny because we're just like going through this cyclical thing of just all of us just going back to school and coming out of it. Um, I'm actually in the middle of grad school applications. So I had an interview with one school already. Um, and yeah, I ideally will be heading back come the fall. Likely though, at some of the schools, it might be August. The only challenge is I've got two weddings in August. So I will be back here for a lot of August. Um, so I don't know where I'm going to end up. Um, but you know, just as you all followed like Caitlin's journey through grad school, you get to follow mine <laughs> and her mayhem living in um, Vancouver. You get to experience me now going to this like new chapter and um, figuring out where I land and all that kind of stuff. So I'm excited. I'm nervous, uh, but it's also like, like killing me slowly. Um <laughs> because these applications are so intense like they're so long and I'm like this is I think so for clarity I'm applying for an MBA um and yeah they just ask for so much information not the standard like oh you know transcripts and like a little bit of why you want to come here no some of the schools are like where did your parents go to school what do they do for a living what is every single job you've had, fine, whatever. But what is your salary in US dollars for every single job? Do you know how annoying it is to go back and try and convert everything? <laughs> do you so, have to do like references for every single application? Yeah, I have to do references at least two for every single application. I need to give a shout out to um, Vanessa and Spencer who are the ones for my last, my most recent application, but they also don't know what's coming because there's gonna be like a million more. Um, but yeah, it's just like such a hellish process, um, on top of like having to write the GMAT or GRE or whichever one you choose to do. So it's kind of a craziness. Also, my job has been absolutely insane, um, for the last three months too. So I am very much looking forward to the end of the quarter. Uh, Caitlin, you talked about like getting back into fitness. I have been sitting on my ass for like the last three months and I told myself Q2, like quarter two of this year. I will be back on my fitness grind because um, right now it's just not happening at all. It's so bad. It's so bad. You need to give your body a break, okay? If your mind's working that hard all day, you do not want to have to work out. Well, if you want to sleep, right? It's really a balance. It's the sleep thing. I'm like, how long do you sleep? You know? Um, I think that we talked to the podcast listeners about this, but my dad was like living in California for like six months. Mm -hmm. Um, so he's finally back home, which has been great. Nice. Um, proving, you know, it doesn't matter how old you are, you can learn new things. Uh, he's really picked up cooking, which is wonderful for my mother and I, because we don't cook. Um, <laughs> I can cook. I'm a phenomenal cook, but both her and I are like very lazy. Uh, so he just makes meals like every single day there's something new for us to eat nice. which is a blessing especially when you're studying and working for like 16 hours out of a day if not more very good that's exciting yeah we'll keep you all posted though on where it's going I want to ask you Caitlin have you been watching The Last of Us I have yes of course I feel pretty much obliged to watch it as an Alberta absolutely that was the only thing that I can say has been taking out my life is the last of us <laughs> yeah, like, Shanika hasn't finished um drive to survive the latest season I've barely made a scratch into episode one the last of us yeah you got <laughs> we're totally on top of it um so we're gonna actually tell you to watch that show <laughs> ah. yeah it's it's if uh, maybe if you're scared of zombies don't watch it alone but there's so much of Alberta in the mm -hmm. show um so whether it's Edmonton Calgary Canmore like it's just so cool so if you want to see where we kind of live um basically watch The Last of Us and it's a lot of our city it's actually not any of the American cities uh that all the podcasters keep saying oh yeah it looks like Boston I'm like it's not that's for sure downtown Calgary but okay <laughs> no it's so cool and like we can like almost pin well we can pinpoint the places in Calgary they film and it's like when they're out in Cannonaskis um, yeah. and around Camel, it's like, oh, 
like I, I would know the area I don't know the specific area but like yes um, that's our backyard it's so nice so yeah that's like everything that's been taking up my life right now like, very excited I tried watching um you on Netflix uh freaked myself out <laughs> yeah so made it through season one I'm like oh that was too much and so no more for me <laughs> I feel that because with me like being so hyper focused on these other things whenever I have free time right now I'm like I just need to watch like I watched Last of Us which is kind of scary but there's a lot of like it's a lot it's really also nice you know there's a lot of like cute little storylines mm-hmm. um or I'm watching like reality tv like no other to just shut <laughs> off I cannot I can't, I'm not listening to true crime right now I'm not listening to like watching you because I'm like I can't do it like I don't have the emotional capacity right now reality tv okay I don't watch Vanderpump rules but do you oh my god well no but just on tiktok so my tiktok has been basically for the last week my tiktok has just been um selena gomez and hayley bieber stuff oh yeah okay and, I that side, yeah. and then i woke up this morning and it's just vanderpump rules nice. and i'm like what is going on who are these people and of course if you look into it more than the algorithms like you want to see this more so now my entire tiktok like for you page is just all about vanderpump rules and i'm like this is insane behavior like I can't even I'm if all like, the things I'm seeing are true these people are awful people <laughs> I know and so my friend Jen has watched Vanderpump Rules for a long time and she's like the first few seasons were like really interesting there was a lot yeah. of like um they weren't in long-term relationships at that point yeah. but like they've really got into those it got slower but it's like now we're back at this <laughs> Yeah, and she explained to me, and there's too many Toms involved, and I'm like, I don't get it. <laughs> but now yeah. I do after looking for like hours on end. It's wild. <laughs> it's so wild, and apparently Bravo is still filming right now. Nice. And nice. they're extending the filming by two weeks to make sure they're catching all of this. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh my god. I feel anyway. I actually feel like bad laughing about this because yeah. this is people's lives, but it's just reality tv is insane insane because as much as you know reality tv and we hear this the drive to survive too right like there's fancy editing and whatever but what's happening right now with better prep rules is really happening to real people (laughs) and it's just like oh my gosh um I will say giving a shout out to um a bunch of the bravo reality tv shows that have got me through the last few months Real Housewives of Potomac is so good. What's Potomac? It's, Where's Potomac? No idea. It was the one that like, it just was like fed to me. And I was like, okay, sure, whatever. Started watching it. Amazing, amazing. Um, haven't watched a single other one, but that one I was like, oh my God, so good. And I started, um, <laughs> maybe behind on the times here, Summer House, uh, which I was just like, what is this? I don't know. I just need something else to be in the background. So fun just a bunch of young like late 20 early 30 somethings being crazy and I'm like this is great and of course Love Island is back baby nice nice I've been you know it's a bit of a commitment Caitlin it's like four or five nights a week or something yeah so I'm just like I'm not really keeping up right now but (laughs) you know the first like two weeks I was like yo this is so good so I'm excited for my whole application situation to be over so that I can watch all of this tv show that i'm missing and of course drive to survive but i'm told caitlin i'm not just the next episode i have is the daniel ricardo episode and i just like don't want to watch it <laughs> i'm like i just i just don't want to watch it i have the same feeling um when they open the series this year they show like a little bit of abu dhabi from a few years ago i like i can't watch that race like it just makes me feel so upset <laughs> so yeah that's kind of where I'm at as soon as I saw because they released the um episode titles for this season and you saw the Danny Ricardo one and I was like oh ouch (laughs) because what did they call it I can't even remember um but it's pretty much poor boy but he came out with the merch line FEA fuck them all and I'm like oh you do Danny Rick I think he's gonna be fine but should we like dive into I think the weekly updates so you get out of here on time yes appreciate you Shani but yes we keep moving (laughs) (laughs) weekly updates so we're on to we just finished race one 
um, of 23. It's going to be a very oh. long year. Um, Wild. Everyone. Yep. Um, and there were regulation changes that we'll highlight from last year. Like we know the big changes were last year, but um, they have updated a little bit. Um, one of the ones being the floor edges um, could be raised to try and limit any porpoising. I wrote purposing, but it's porpoising. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, there. <laughs> that was a big issue last year. And um, so yeah. that's better. And then wing mirrors are bigger. They call the hoop rolls strengthened and tire compounds have been altered by Pirelli for this year. So um, we'll keep an eye out and see how those play out. Um, we're not really doing track acts anymore, you guys. Sorry, go listen to past episodes. We've done all the tracks. <laughs> yeah. Unless a new track comes out. Um, yeah, anyway. that's like we're going to China. That one will be, I think, a new track next yeah. week or something. Well, so, for us, for the yeah. for the pod. Yeah. So we'll definitely do that then. But for everything else, um, Caitlin, I wanted to ask you before we dive into like the this race specifically. Do you have any predictions for this year? Who do you think is going to be on the top of the podium? Oh, I mean, like, <laughs> as it stands right now, yeah. Red Bull's fighting every single race. Yeah. Um, Aston Martin's looking really good right now, and I hope they can keep it up. Honestly, did I expect this? No, it's out of left field <laughs> for me. Um, but it is what it is. Um... Mercedes I hope they get better yeah I don't think ah is Lewis going to knock out a win again and retire uh, maybe that's a pessimistic view but I feel like that's probably pretty realistic I think that's like what I'm thinking too if he goes this year without winning a race I think he's done like I think he'll go yeah it's kind of sad to think about actually yeah that's also something I don't want to think about <laughs> And so Ferrari changed their team principles. Yeah, um, they had a huge shuffle there, hey? Yep. I guess we have not had a pod that yeah. went over that. But yes, they did change. And Matea is gone. Um, well, good and bad. He was fun. He was funny. But they could use a shakeup. And it's not just team principle they could use a shakeup on. But it, here we are. Yeah, it's something. I think... <laughs> they're gonna be like three and four like honestly the way it stands I don't think they're gonna catch yeah. up Red Bull. unfortunately I don't think Charles is gonna get his well championship this year but prove me happily prove me wrong yeah um and yeah I don't know I think that's all I have right now okay. I'm giving this proper thought that's not me my bad <laughs> what about you though no, I think like similar. I, I just worry that the deficit. So the reason why they changed all the cars is because like Mercedes was taking everything, like they were winning everything, right? Um, and they wanted to reduce that gap and make it easier for people to compete. But the issue is Red Bull already came out on top last year. So the development of the car was already so strong. And then they get to like build on top of that and make it even better. It's going to take a lot, I think, for a lot of the other teams to, like, come close to that, even on things like pace, let alone for, like, a Ferrari um, and Mercedes with their continuous, like, issues with their new vehicles um, versus, like, some of the way underfunded teams who already were on the back foot and now have to, like, try, like, just the gap doesn't feel like it's going to close that much. Mm -hmm. Um, But obviously, like Caitlin mentioned, freaking Aston Martin, just, like, um yeah when I heard what was going on in free practice I was like what what is this uh but I think it's exciting like to have an opportunity to see maybe Fernando Alonso win a race do you think he will win I think he might win because we know that there's always like one or two races a year where everything goes wrong you know and if he's yeah like if he's positioned well there was one race I think last year right where both cars DNF Fernando. yeah it was the first race there you go so <laughs> I think it, like honestly if Alonso just positions himself well like he could end up winning a race this year and I I do you know Toto is such a Capricorn so I know he's gonna like freaking figure this out but I think that they probably didn't bank on Aston Martin now being someone they have to compete against as well 
Well, what I thought was super interesting, like Toto and Lawrence Stroll were like buddy buddy hug it out um, <laughs> on the grid for the race this morning. And I was like, eh. I almost saw like Toto's walls, Toto's glasses. <laughs> it almost looked like they had the Aston Martin thing on the side. I'm like, is okay, okay, maybe they're closer. And maybe Toto did know, but um is Aston Martin using like a, a Mercedes engine? I think they are. Um Shanika is fact checking that though yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah for oh wait no that says it for 2022 let's say 2023 f1 oh everyone's thinking what i'm thinking (laughs) nice Um, um, it doesn't really Okay, so 2023 is underway. They're looking great. Happy for them. Who is the engine supplier? Ew. Okay, so. Um, okay, so by 2026, they want to be doing their own engines. Right now, they're still getting everything from the Mercedes team. Nice. Okay. Yeah. So that's exactly what we thought. Okay. That explains Good a lot. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just don't think like if you're Toto that you're like, oh, somehow Aston Martin has built this really competitive car when we have the same like parts essentially. Yeah. What is on? And apparently a car that like can put up with a lot because this race there was a lot of um bumping from <laughs> Aston Martin. Anyways, my prediction, I still think we might have a Max Verstappen world champion. I think constructors, unless something crazy, crazy happens like midway through the season, I think it's going to go to Red Bull. And I think probably in P2, we'll have like Ferrari, Charles Leclerc signs kind of in that three, four, like you said, unless, because like Lance Stroll is not on their level. And I think that's where the discrepancy would be. But yeah, Mercedes is the one where I'm like, all right, team, got to get it together, please. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, those are my predictions for the year. Yeah, we're pretty similar. We'll see how it plays out. Yeah. I find it's tough. Definitely tough. We were going to do an episode on like, oh, what did we predict for 2022 after the 2021 season? And we did it. So I can't remember how wrong we were. <laughs> oh my gosh, we did do a predictions now for last season. So we can like look back on that and like cringe a little at how wrong we probably were. (laughs) Hello, it's fine. Um, We'll we'll take a look at what we said. Yeah, (laughs) we have off weeks coming up, so we'll figure it out. Um, But moving on, um, we're going to actually just briefly talk about what we saw in free practice and quality. Yeah. Um, Like Shani said, like Fernando Alonso was killing it in free practice. He came out first in free practice too. And everyone was kind of like, what, what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think it was like a what for everyone, right? Like you do mm-hmm. not expect, but also just such a good, I was thinking about this while I was watching the race, just like he made the right call. Even though at the tail end of last year, we were like, oh my God, this is like Nemageddon because he just like blew up, like blew up, freaking alpine and then just like pieced out is like posting while he's on vacation but won't respond to anyone else like it was just insane behavior however it works like he's in in such a fast car and yeah through qualifying and free practice like that's the thing that kept sticking out was just like holy shit aston martin like what happened here yeah and like christian horner commented on it before the race too he's like yeah we gotta watch out for that that quick aston martin and yeah so that was kind of like my main takeaway a lot of people's main takeaway um yeah. talking to a co-worker and he was even bringing up that oh like asmr and i could cheer for them this year because they're actually like they might challenge one of the top three teams and like yeah. i was like no <laughs> i'm proven wrong immediately <laughs> so um, but we get to quali and so Red Bulls do finish one two in quality, Ferrari three four, and Alonso five, and then Mercedes six seven. So kind of like the teams were talking about um, Fernando being the one interrupting everything, and Stroll's not bad either. He was up there in the top ten. Um, 
But so an interesting thing that Ferrari did and Leclerc still stands by this decision. And I good. I think it's an okay decision as well. Um, they didn't actually do a second flying lap for him in Q3. So he stayed in P3 um, because they actually, they saved a set of new soft tires for use during the race. Um, so not a bad little strategy there. And like, um, we'll get into the race, but Charles had, he was quick off the line. So, um, yeah, he was keeping his options open. It would have been, I mean, a bit of a spoiler alert, but it would have been nice to see what he could have done for the whole race. (laughs) Um, but what did he say? So Charles has a quote and he says, I feel we are on the back foot in the race, which is why we kept one new soft. It will give us the best chance. We have been under the radar because we were actually struggling. I'm sure this is more potential in the car. We just need to unlock it. So, um, yeah. Wild. We'll see if they can unlock it. It'd be great to see. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's kind of the quickie on FP and quality um racing was pretty interesting though it was nice like I have a new tv set up I got from marketplace I'm pretty thrilled about it because it's one of those Roku tvs and so I can put the f1 um on there yeah great not not having to do like this tether from like my laptop to the tv anymore or just my laptop to the monitor like I was doing in Vancouver it's so nice just having it easy right now Caitlin was like definitely struggle bussing for I think like most of her time in Vancouver except for like three months you had like a great place for three months yeah yeah, I I did um still had to tether to the tv yeah still (laughs) good find though on marketplace holy it was so they were moving to California I'm like jealous but like I get it you want to get rid of the tv don't know why they couldn't have sold it before I thought it was a great price and they included one of those Costco like kitchen mats like the like oh. anti-fatigue ones that you yeah, sell like, like 40 ones. bucks and I got off for free I was like okay <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah it was a great little race day I didn't do the like buying breakfast because I'm that's Shani and I's um yeah, so next time she comes over we'll do it we'll be trying out new breakfast places around me in my new place <laughs> I know, which is so also fun. We gotta have a breakfast corner for the places that we are. Right. So yeah, I just had like a pretty plain breakfast this morning. <laughs> it was fine. It's a nice starting also at like 8 a.m. instead of like 7 a.m. in Vancouver. Uh, like that hour makes a difference. <laughs> it I mean it didn't make one for me apparently because I definitely woke up around like eight. And then was like, okay, yeah, I should watch the race. And then just immediately fell back asleep and then woke up to um, skulls from Caitlin in my text messages <laughs> and my partner, Adam saying, oh, it just got a little crazy. And I was just like, what is happening? <laughs> nice. Where am I? Um, but yeah, I think that just like takes us into the big things that happened in race day, right? I think so. Um, we're kind of like, Shani and I were discussing this just before the pod, but um we're gonna structure how we discuss our race days a little bit different well we're gonna try um yeah yeah and like kind of just make it easier see if it flows better (laughs) not so much back and forth we'll see how it goes um and if you guys listening have any thoughts um or want us to talk about something different let us know we are open to feedback um (laughs) was like Shani is there any like big things to talk about for this race because like obviously if we have um like the 2021 season like there was always like one or two big things that just happened in the races and was always just worth starting off with because it set the tone for everything else um but there wasn't really any big things this race except for like kind of the patterns we saw come out of it and the winners and losers yeah absolutely there wasn't anything crazy which is good because you know most of the time it's like some sort of accident that we're definitely referencing or something like that so instead uh, some of the controversies exactly like you said are tied to oh who should we talk about first the winners or the losers I think I, think I don't know I'm, I'm okay with either 
Okay, maybe we'll start on the low. <laughs> so one of the incidents, unfortunately, uh, for Charles Leclerc, he was racing along, having the time of his life, <laughs> being speedy, and then ended up retiring at lap 41. Um, Hence we have the skull sent to Shanika. Yeah, that's when uh, I realized what that all meant but we looked online at a few places to try and understand what happened and like got a few different things but from Scuderia fans they said it was uh, identified as the failure of the internal combustion unit the independent confirmed that there was an engine problem rather than a power unit issue and then Sky Sports said it was a never before seen engine issue short circuit within an injection system control unit and that they will be using the same power unit next week. If you have no idea what a short circuit within an injection system control unit is, fair, because I also had no idea. And Caitlin tried to sort of explain it, but I still don't understand. <laughs> I'm not go with circus. I'm telling you, <laughs> my worst course by far. <laughs> but um, yeah, it sounds not great. Um, just more Ferrari issues and Charles was unimpressed <laughs> to say the least he looked like disappointed and like I was telling Shani earlier he looked like just someone who's been disappointed time and time again and just like yeah, not surprised it happened <laughs> did you see the pic um the video of him like copy on the back of the mocha just it, it looks just so <laughs> bad like just so <laughs> defeated yes <laughs> like that actually came up on the screen and I like let out like a hard chuckle <laughs> um but also consider this for Charles um yeah. before even starting the race um it's noted that Leclerc has already had to take a second energy store each car is permitted to have two across the whole season so that doesn't mean a grid drop for today. It means that at some point this year, there's likely a grid drop coming. And he's also taken a new oh. control electronics for this first race. I think that's from F1.com. Um, so just, oh, it's <laughs> not a good start. I know it gets me thinking, like, why? I mean, is it okay? It's hard to tell. Formula One's unpredictable. Is it better to have issues earlier on or to have issues later on? Right. <laughs> like, it's just like, it depends on if you can actually fix the issue and make it stay. <laughs> <laughs> Which we've seen like kind of issues with, right? Meaning like with the cost cap coming in, there is limitations to how many things can be swapped or changed or whatever. So there comes a point where you're not going to be able to make the changes that you want to do or even get a huge control over the issues. But it just is sucky. Like not a fun way to, for them to start off the season especially given last year they had a one-two right yeah but okay and on that note um I guess I could bring it up and when we talk about Red Bull but like on that note they started off really strong last year in Bahrain and didn't end well so is that something that will happen again this season we shall see we shall see we don't know um, should we jump to a winner? You will kind oh, of mention both sides. Just say, just talk about oh. our both. It's C squared for a reason. We do love both of them. Uh, yeah. So signs uh, finished fourth, but he would have podiumed if it was not for Alonso and like the speed of the Aston Martin. Um, I don't. You haven't seen any of Drive to Survive yet, but I actually find it like incredibly painful to watch um, Drive to Survive and just see like. Carlos kind of get in his head about things and like want to be the best and like having to deal with like okay they say there's no um favorite driver but like I just do what makes sense for me and it, it's just like it's so sad to see because he really he really wants to be world champion as a lot of these drivers do but um I just still feel like he's in like such a shit position like there's no way around it so it was good to see him speedy today that he had consistency in a car like that actually finished a race but mm. I just I'm wishing the best for him okay <laughs> this season I want him to come out on top yeah me too, me too. so mm. we'll see um how he does and we'll see what the team comments on um Charles's car yeah and something else that we're gonna have to also see 
which is kind of, I guess, talk to our predictions for the year is how is this team going to work together? Right. Because the biggest issues came from like massive strategy issues last year. Uh, remember all of the Ferrari clown memes that were running around, um, Mateo's gone. So will this result in some more clear communication, a clear understanding of what's going on with the cars and the team, when to pit someone, when to scheme them out, when it undercuts worth it, when it's not, I don't know, but that's something I have to look forward to for the season for sure. Oh yeah. And we'll see if it's better or worse than last year. It'd be hard to be worse, but I mean, <laughs> never say never. Um, <laughs> jumping on to a winner to go on a high note. Our yeah. number one winner from this race is Fernando Alonso and the Aston Martin team. Huge. Um, noted here, like Lance, actually, he he drove a good race, right? And he has a bust up wrist. The boy <laughs> broke his wrist. By there we go. Because I was like, do you know what happened? Because I was reading, listening to the commentary and I think Lance made like a really good pass or something. And they're like, oh, look at him go even with his like messed up wrists and I was like what's going on <laughs> he like broke his toe too like he's a mess the boy's oh, a mess sorry. we're not and and to reiterate this podcast is not a stroll stand central podcast absolutely has been I don't think it ever will be but when we say my opinion and I don't want to speak for Sharon but just agree yeah. if you agree. <laughs> on the floor with Lance in my opinion better than that and yeah expectations were beaten and he did okay <laughs> not yeah. bad the car seems really good so that's working to his advantage he needs to make use of it and he has Fernando Alonso if they can have a good working relation he can learn a lot from him absolutely yeah on that note though they started lap four and they did literally Lance hit him <laughs> so yeah uh, <laughs> Yeah, I saw that and I was like, I was expecting the like, you know, something to fall apart because with these cars, they're made to break. That's just kind of a thing. Um, and this wasn't the only time that Fernando like bumped someone or he got bumped throughout the race. Car solid, nothing came off. And I was like genuinely surprised. So no problem with, yep. If Stroll bumped into him and something went wrong, that would have been a bad start, I think. <laughs> Now, I don't think Alonzo's happy about this. No. I, he's a fiery Leo. Why would he be? But <laughs> they made it through and he got a podium. So I think it's the last thing on his mind. Um, <laughs> some of Alonzo's great moves in this race. Um, so top of mind are like he had the battle with Georgie around a few corners, which was really fun yeah. to see. And then his overtake on signs at the end to take third. Um yeah, and also him battling it out a little bit with uh, Lewis was also really cool to see. Um, they did. That's where that like another bump kind of happened. Where uh, it was like an almost bump, wasn't it? There they was kept like doing a... slow mos and like zooming in because they're like, "Is that a hit?" And was, there a few times. <laughs> was there not? Uh, but it was like wild to watch him drive. Like I think it's such a privilege that we get to see Fernando and Lonzo. We saw it a bit last year too. Like. He was really dry. Like the fire's still there. The passion's still there. Um, But for him to be in a stronger car and driving like that, like some of the moves he was pulling, I was like, holy, like he's going full sense. Like he's seeing any gap possible and he's just going for it and like not budging out until like the last millisecond. And even then he's not doing it because he knows the other people will tap out before he does. So it was a really good race in terms of just seeing his race craft in like such a great car. Yeah. So he like, it was really fun to watch him race. Um, it was kept the race very interesting. And he like him saying he's really happy with the car and like giving that feedback to the team is so important for yeah. their morale too. So I think that's really good to see. Like when he, he, he went over and like hugged his mechanics, you could, oh, they were so excited. <laughs> so happy and this is uh fernando alonso's 99th podium yep first um, one since guitar 2021 huge and this is an old lad <laughs> he's not a spring chicken <laughs> no everyone makes fun of him for being old especially the young ones but i think it's, it's all it's all working out according to el plan yeah like don't count these guys out, you know, like he's there and he's super competitive and this is going to be such an exciting and 
quite a telling season for Aston Martin for sure like I feel like they've been building for the last few years and they've been Mm -hmm. building to this and I'm very excited to see what happens and my god I am just oh I think he's gonna win a race Caitlin I think it's gonna happen this year okay Shannon is putting it out there I think it's gonna happen would love to see it happen um so going back onto a negative side though let's see who's our second loser of the race i don't even want to talk about this <laughs> what the hell is going on with mclaren so mclaren boys not looking hot <laughs> it is just we knew that they took it like a bit of a step back last year because of the cars and the development whatever but it has just it's just not gotten any better and they kind of blamed you know, Lando was showing all right and Daniel Ricardo lost his seat. So there's all this stuff. But I'm like, were those symptoms or was that the actual problem? You know what right. I mean? And that, Shanika, you would be great in the MBA program. It's like, <laughs> yes, you don't do, like, like, you look deeper. You ask the hard questions. Why? But yeah, and you see after like free practice and quality, you see Piastri honestly was not doing great. He is a rookie. We give Piastri yeah, props. Absolutely. He's a rookie. But, like, was it an improvement from Danny Rick? For this race, no. <laughs> For this weekend, no. But will it be better in the future? We shall see. But, yeah, it's it was not a good weekend for McLaren overall. And so if Danny Rick was getting blamed by the team for not performing, was it really just Danny Rick? And we've talked about this a lot. Yeah, we don't know. Um, so Piastri, obviously his first race – we were so excited to see him race and then hopefully finish because that's a big thing for the rookies. You just want to get those like laps underneath you. Mm-hmm. That didn't happen. What happened, Caitlin? <laughs> so Piastri's in the pits and he's just staying there. And I was like, what is happening? And then, um, yeah, so that was after. Okay, so I thought it was 15, but online was telling me 13 on Sunset. So it, it's early considering it's 57 yeah. lap race um yeah so they end up just like he's in the pits and then he gets moved into the garage like a solid amount of time later um so he does not finish his first f1 race definitely not ideal zach brown said to sky sports he had a gearbox related issue on track which i think was electronics related we changed steering wheels but it does not seem to have done the trick we'll have to diagnose what it is but it appears to be electronics related so yikes Big yikes for Piastri. Yeah, not um, great at all. Yeah, and then Norris too, he was at the back. Nah, it was not great. He had a very slow pit too, and it sent him right to the bottom. Um, And then at the end of the race, they just pitted him on the last lap for soft. So he came in dead last of all people of the driver's half finish, which is something they came in dead last in a DNF. So, but... <laughs> it's not ideal what did they win was it the was it Imola no they won Monza it was the Danny Norris won two in Monza from Monza to here to dead last plus a DNF yeah big yes so it is noted they will be upgrading the car for Baku which is round four for this year um and until then I think it's a hot tip. Don't include them in your fantasy picks. <laughs> <laughs> We're helping you guys out. You're welcome. Yeah, exactly. Don't pick them. Uh, oh my gosh. Poor Lando. Hey, how long is the contract he signed? Wasn't it like five years or something? Oh yeah. He's like a long-term with McLaren. Like him oh. and Zachary. I know, but can you be like buddy, buddy, if your car's not freaking working? Uh, right. I know. Who knows? I mean, they, <laughs> I don't know. Zach's like, oh, it's not, it's not the car. Don't worry. It's just like Danny Rick's driving and we can fix it once Danny Rick's gone. I promise you. Yikes. Yikes. Um, um, yeah. Back to a positive though. Oh, what, what I was going to say, Lando was also struggling at the back with issues with his car too. Yes. We looked that up and it was pneumatic issues. Uh, so that may explain why he was in the back. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's just rough. Like he's someone who, you know, is very talented and should be 
competing with his like cohort, you know, with the Georgies, with the Charles, with Carlos, like that's who he should be competing with. And for him to finish dead last, like, oh, oh, breaks my heart. Um, side note, Caitlin, uh, in one of the episodes, I think it's the first episode, maybe or the second of Drive to Survive, Louise is there, which is his ex-girlfriend. And he calls her baby and it just like feels very weird. It felt very weird to me, not because of anything other than I feel like he is a child. <laughs> baby yeah, I, was like, I feel like you're 12. What what do you mean? <laughs> very, very bizarre experience for myself. Um going back to the winners of the race, Red Bull. What can we say? Yeah, becoming predictable. <laughs> They did. They they're doing exactly what a team in F one wants to be doing. They are winning. They're coming in one two. They're fast. Good good morale. It seems around the paddock with everyone. No one's sniffy at Especially because what happened? It was that last race with Max not giving the spot to Checo, right? And we were like, "Ooh, what's this going to do to the team?" Yeah. Well, I mean, they seem okay. <laughs> Right, on that note though in some of the so they did before this race obviously like the last two weeks prior they've been doing a lot of press as they should because drive to survive came out and then also they're starting the season it's interesting because i feel like checo sort of says more things when he's with any mexican outlet or any spanish outlet but he basically said that he's going to be more selfish this season <laughs> so i'm curious to see how it shakes out because we saw a lot through last season, a little bit from behind the scenes to drive to survive that, you know, they were giving him kind of the short end of the stick, uh, even though Max was kind of like running away with it. So also on that note, Max was on drive to survive this past year. He was back. (laughs) (laughs) It was really funny. They like showed his face and I was like, what? And he's like, they're like, welcome back, Max. And he's just like, yeah, hey guys. I'm like, hang on. <laughs> Wildly. Yeah, everyone's just back. But... but I think it's important to have Max in it. Like he's 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 the winner of the season. Exactly. And I'm sure he, you know, put some stipulations into certain contracts to make it work in his favor. Because this whole thing is like he doesn't have control of the edit, right? So he doesn't like the things that are being said or how it's being edited. So I'm sure he Fair. did something. Yeah, I think, yeah. And they probably didn't say no because it's Max. So that's that's a lot of power. But anyways, okay. So interesting to hear about Checo. Mm -hmm. Because I think he should, but in the circumstance (laughs) that we were in today, Max ran away with it and there was no chance for Checo to be selfish. There was no position for him to be selfish against Max. So No, they're now one, two, leading the constructors and the drivers. So Really great start for them. Obviously, our boy Christian. I say our boy like sarcastically because huh. we have our boys in this sport. Christian is not one of them. No. Um, in the interviews I was watching after, he just is like really happy, obviously. But uh, like the the cautiously optimistic, I would say, like, oh yeah, really great start for the season. You know, but this is the first race. Mm-hmm. Aston Martin's looking fast. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like we saw what happened with Ferrari last year, the one two. Yeah. It happened. Is it a curse? We don't know. Who knows? Yep. So Ferrari was no, not Ferrari. Red Bull was the winner. <laughs> um, another loser though. The team of Haas. Yeah. In my opinion. What happened here? So didn't Hulkenberg qualify in P ten? Yeah, Hulkenberg was up there. Um. Magnuson did not qualify very well. Um, he was at the back. And then also I wanted to say like love came out, honestly. And the fact like him and Hulkenberg are teammates this year, hilarious. Um, <laughs> and I think like I was looking at some of their Instagrams and they even like they make references to like the suck my balls comment. Which I'm just like, oh, guys. <laughs> this is the team this is the combo <laughs> wild um <laughs> like love me a good k-mag they started him on hearts for this race um he was the only driver to do so everyone else started on softs and like 
I don't know. I, I did not fact check this against the pit stop times or whatever, but I think I saw that Katie Meg ended up pitting a very similar time to when everyone else on softs did. So I'm like, what was the purpose? He lost time on the start because he was on hard. Does anyone even like keep it up? To getting everything to temperature. Like why? It was wild. And so he didn't finish very well, but he finished two above Hulkenberg. I know that's so like small bless for me personally. But um, yeah, he's on my great rival team. He didn't do so hot. um and they were saying before the race that Haas was worried about race pace um, oh their car so hopefully they figure that out and they figure it out soon Hmm. Mm -hmm. it's interesting because like with them they've just done so poorly that it's like any sort of like movement forward is good but their whole thing is they don't have money like they don't have money in the way that the other teams do like they just don't have the same opportunity so Oh, I hope that I hope that they get some sort of improvement and then at least finishing in the points, right? Like they need yeah, that. Yeah. They have two very good drivers, so season needs to get them there. I have hope for Haas, though. I do. And we put them as losers. Yeah, they've they've been at the back for so long, but last season they were doing not bad. Yeah. And so we're keeping that expectation. Exactly. Oh. Our final uh, winner um, is actually literally my boy, um, which, you know, we've had like him and I have some situations over the last year. So going back and forth, I'm sure if he's my guy right now, we'll say he is um, Pierre doing a really good job. He started at the bottom and finished in the points. So mm-hmm. really worked his way through the back of the grid. I was really impressed actually with him and Valtteri, like, there was one point where I was just not paying attention, I think, and I looked over, and then all of a sudden, Valtteri was just like, you know, in like P6, just chilling. And I was like, what happened here? Um, but yeah, so Pierre, I don't know, he, I think he surprised everyone uh, being in that car and doing as well as he's been doing. So I don't know, I'm excited. What do you yeah. think? I thought Gasly, like, he wasn't making strides for a while. He was just chilling at the back. I'm like, uh oh. Uh oh, that's not good. And then turns out (laughs) his teammate ended up doing a lot worse. Um, so Gasly just he kind of shown it was where we would we expected him to be higher with Alpha Tori, but with the Alpine right now, I think this was a good win for him for the race. I agree, especially being the new guy onto the team. Yeah, and you know, whenever uh, I think it's a good showing because the team member that's always there beforehand, so like Esteban, who we'll talk about in a second, uh, you just want to beat him, right? Especially in that first race where you're trying to show your value to the team. Yeah. Um, so I'm just so curious, like, this is more like a business thing, but Alpine must have just been, if I was them, you know, the French national team with two French drivers, I would be doing everything possible to get all the sponsorship money. The French sponsorship <laughs> well so they're half they are like are they fully or partially a nationally yeah yeah they're actually okay yeah they are like kind of a national team yeah so I'm like I just I wonder what's gonna happen there um but there's also like some tea from (laughs) I'm just gonna mention it here because we're talking about both of the boys but Obviously, Pierre and Esteban, we've talked about it at length, that they just have issues that they've obviously put to rest. Um, I heard some rumors it's about a girl, who knows, whatever. Um, but over the break, they were at, I don't know, Caitlin, if you saw this too, but uh, Esteban, Pierre, and Charles, they went to a basketball game. They were sitting front row and <laughs> they all posted photos from that event. And I was like, oh, it's so good. Like, look at, Pierre actually like kept Esteban in the photo like there's no crop like look at them like actually <laughs> showing each other in it guess who cropped out Esteban though <laughs> Charles <laughs> okay <laughs> is there something else that we don't know potentially ooh, I feel oh that's nice and juicy I have no idea <laughs> that's fun though I think it's so funny 
Um, but uh, I guess poor Esteban being cropped out of that photo. Uh, he's also like a loser for us uh, from this race as well, which. Yeah, he had a really, he had a really bad race. Um, one to put behind him. Um, but yeah, we're, we're definitely going to mention on the pod how bad of a race he had. <laughs> and a lot of it, like, just kind of dumb, you know? Like, yeah. So he starts out, he didn't line up properly on the starting grid. So he got a five second penalty on that. And then while they were taking the penalty for that in the pits, the mechanics started doing work. And so it was called like, imp- it was an improper penalty, improperly served. So he got another 10 second penalty on top of that. And then he speeds in the pit lane and gets a five second penalty. And then... <laughs> Esty bestie, that was a really bad few calls he did. And they ended up retiring him. So he didn't finish. His teammate, his brand new teammate got points. So is there a reason why he didn't finish? Was it just like rage quitting? I think like, honestly, I tried I'll try and find it on the side, but it just says like the team retired him. That reminds me of that one race. Um, remember Lewis was in it and there was like no pace in the car and he was just like so depressed and he was just like, I would retire the car if I were you guys. Like he was just like not even having it and he did finish the race and he did okay. But like, you know, he just was like not happy with it. All of these mistakes are very like rookie newbie mistakes to make. They lost how many seconds? 20 seconds. <laughs> just <laughs> like totally preventable issues um and totally preventable things so I don't know what the hell happened there but it definitely works in Pierre's advantage yeah I'm reading an article right now um from the F1 site and like he he himself is saying like everything went wrong today visibly frustrated unimpressed oh boy thanks thanks (laughs) So he retired, they say, on lap 43. Okay, so he was like Gracie for a while. Mm-hmm. So right. yeah, that's our that's our winners and losers for this race. Yeah. We didn't have winner, but we did because yeah. you may not be a winner or a loser, but we did think there was notables that happened in this race. That wasn't a big hit either. So mm-hmm. <laughs> um yeah. we thought Mercedes was a notable. Not yeah. a winner, not a loser. <laughs> i mean considering like what we saw in free practice and in quality and then you hear what total and lewis were saying they were pretty pessimistic they ended up p5 and p7 okay like it's not it. bad just take it learn from it and keep what do they always say keep pushing we got a we got a kitty on camera oh you famous, hi. Hi. you're famous big boy or he's awake um yeah. Yeah, they just need to take it and just move forward. Like, I don't even know. I We love this team. I don't want to speak for you. I know I love this team. I, I do too. Love I this do. Team. Caitlin has merch. I have merch. We have Mercedes bias <laughs> here for sure. So we just want to see them do well. And I think like you could just got to take whatever you can and hopefully they learn a lot from today's race and it helps them develop the car more. But three. I don't know. We want to see. I think, like, it was a strong, like, yeah, Charles would have been ahead of them and he retired, but still, that's six and eight. Yeah. Um, So, not at the top of their game, Um, room to grow, but honestly, could be worse. Could be worse. And it frankly has been worse for them. Um, yep. You yep. forget last year where their team, like their drivers were basically like basketballs. Ah. Ah. So the fact that that isn't happening anymore is a good thing. Okay. Small wins. Small wins will take it. And I wonder like the reason we love Mercedes, I think, and I'm just spitballing. Like we yeah. do want Lewis to just achieve that. Just the goal of an eighth world champ. Like how epic would that be? 100%. And also right. because the, to be able to see that live, and yeah. also total wolf. Yeah, absolutely. Total. And that's the total thing. Because I'm like, Toto, you're a Capricorn. Break it all down and fix it. Like you can fix it. And exactly. with Lewis, we just want redemption. I, for me, frankly, from whatever happened in 2021, oh, I'm just it. like I can't even watch the episode. I can't. I don't even like thinking about it. I just can't. <laughs> uh, we had some newbies join us though, which was yeah. like. 
exciting. It was good and we did want to comment on that because we talked about Piastri having not a good first race in F1. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully it gets better, right? You're down yeah. here. You can go up. Um, but we also had DeVries technically his first time being like the full time um, driver with F1. He's with AlphaTauri. He was on my grid rival team. He ended up P14. Not bad. I mean, he was great in the Williams last year. Yeah, it was not bad at all, I would say. He was pretty unremarkable. Like, nothing was really happening. I know, but, you know, he finished ahead of Hulkenberg, who's been in Formula One, like, a million times. He finished ahead of Guan Yu, which, like, still a bit of a rookie, but it's something. Um, And he finished ahead of Lando. So, and he didn't make the mistakes that Esteban made. Yeah, yeah. These are all like he, he, it was a clean <laughs> race for him so that's a win um, and it was um fun to see sort of I guess like for me to see how much Yuki had grown because yeah. him and uh, Nick were kind of like racing each other and to see just Yuki's racecraft like improve where he like knew when to pull back when he could like pass his teammate like he he could read it a lot better because we know what he would do before. He would like full send and then like end up in the gravel and like have to like DNF and it would be bad. Um, but yeah, it was just, I don't know. It just was good. And hopefully Nick DeVries can learn from Yuki. Like what, weren't they at a basketball game too? Um, DeVries and Yuki and they were on like kiss cam or something. Were they? <laughs> I'm like, if they were, that's amazing. And we need to find that. Uh yeah, so that was the reason. Also, oh, I really should have looked this up before the pod, but Nick is not his first name. What? what? Yeah. Let's look this up. What's his first name? Hendrik. Hendrik, <laughs> Hendrik Johannes Nicasius de Ries. And it goes by Nick. Okay. Hendrik, how's that? Oh, okay. Room me for a loop, but I mean, it's not bad. No, Wait, it's not bad at all. That's a fun fact. Um, the other newbie, though, Logan Sargent, the American. I totally forgot about him. How did he do? He came in 12, man. Not like, that good. Look at these guys go. Right? Um, kind of surprised. Honestly, surprising in my opinion, because he just, I, I don't know. I had higher expectations of DeVries. I want my higher expectations of Piastri. But um Albon did good too like they're both in the Williams and Albon got the P10 spot um so not a bad start for Williams (laughs) maybe they could have been a winner but it's not it's not the same level as like (laughs) Aston Martin yeah no I that's I totally forgot honestly that Logan was starting so I think for them and their team that's huge that their drivers are only one driver apart that's huge. That's really important. We know this. I wonder if Sargent's going to be like the unexpected for this season. I think we have to keep an eye on him. Also, from like a marketing perspective and just seeing how much Formula One has grown in North America, they will want him to do well. <laughs> like yeah. it's in Formula One's interest for Guan Yu to stay and then for Logan to do well so that hopefully he keeps the seat because... It just helps them reach more markets. So I've been seeing like so many memes leading up to this about like Logan in front of like the American flag and like go America and I'm like, oh <laughs> Lord. <laughs> That's so funny because we have Matt Stroll as a Canadian and we're both like uh-huh. <laughs> we're just not gonna do that. Um yeah. yeah, so to wrap so everyone knows the final like grid looked like three DNFs. Esteban, Charles, and Oscar Piastri. Poor Lando Norris came in 17th. 16th was Guan Yu Zhou. 15th was Nico. Uh, 14th was Nick DeVries. 13th was Kameg. 12th was Logan, as we mentioned. 11th was Yuki. And then the top 10 was Alex Albon, Pierre Gasly, Valtteri in 8th, Georgie in 7th. Lance Stroll in sixth, and then the, the team, the boys that we know very well, uh, Lewis kind of running out the top five, and um, Carlos in fourth, Fernando Alonso taking that podium for the first time in 
years uh, in third place. And then of course the, Mer the Mercedes Jesus, the Red Bull one, two with Max finishing in first and Sergio in second. So nice. that's what it was. That's what she be. Okay. This is, this was the start for this season. There's a lot left to go, but we're kind of getting a glimpse at who the heavy hitters are going to be. Mm -hmm. excited to see this season long me too it feels like something different is in the air right just it's like lingering yeah things really change and it's like oh, i'm looking up at it hopefully <laughs> hopefully <laughs> okay yeah. friends this was the first episode back of season three holy crap of get checkered i don't even know how this happened um make sure you like and review our podcast it's kind of the best way you can follow us on staff if you want we're at get checker on all social media platforms um but honestly the best way to get a hold of us is to shoot us an email get at gmail.com we want to know your thoughts how do you think this race went what are your predictions for 2023 tell mm -hmm. us we want to know um and we'll i'll i guess i'll be back in a few weeks next week no a few weeks i'm because yeah so we can like we can do it next week shani um there's topics to talk about that we've missed in three months as long as because you're writing your big exam on saturday so let me know yeah um, and then yeah the next race will be the saint patrick's day long weekend and i'm going to be in revelstoke skiing and very hungover for the sunday race guaranteed um, oh so fun though but on the bus ride home, I can likely either watch the race <laughs> and write notes or just sleep and write notes. Um, <laughs> we'll come at you with a recap of that race. It just might be Absolutely. We'll be heading to, uh, it'll be in Jeddah, right? We're in Saudi Arabia for the next one. Oh, yes, probably. You I probably. So. Yes, yes, <laughs> we are. Hey, <laughs> we're back. Okay. Yeah. Oh okay, everyone. Until next week or two weeks, stay yeah. checkered. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.